Shanton, bro, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. No, thank no you, man. problem, man. I, uh, you've been on before, yes, but you didn't have any necessarily like material ready to come out or nothing. You had no shows planned, yeah. but at this point, you've released uh, a full. Like, is it a project? Yeah, an EP. It's it's, an a, EP? A, it's, a, it's an album. I mean, it's nine songs. Okay, yeah, it's right on the edge. Yeah, it's right on the edge. You can call it an EP or an album. I'm just calling it an album, but it could be either or. It's about nine songs. So okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so finally, that's out. What's that called? Uh, Between Happiness and Anger. Fuck yeah, okay. So how long was this in the works, man? Uh, A while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems, I mean, the episode we did was a while back. I it don't was remember off top what exact episode it was, but it was definitely like six months yeah. plus ago. Yeah, it's 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 been in the works in a while. I was going back and forth and like uh, what I wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like um, if I wanted to go for somebody else to produce it or produce it myself or That's like very fucking important. gear. Yeah. So I was going back and forth on it. So eventually things kind of worked it out and I got a new computer. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my first CP, I produced it all myself and um, things kind of worked out where I got a new computer and um, yeah, it just uh, things kind of happened. So, you know, I had the necessary things to make it happen. So, so you ended up producing it yourself. Yeah. I ended up uh, recording everything and like um, yeah, it was it was a good time. <laughs> so the other option you would have went with, you would have like went into an actual studio or just had someone else mix and master. I would have um, got somebody else to like do the production side of things, like regarding um, like I would obviously play everything. But, right, like right. I would have got somebody else to like handle the mixing, the mastering, the production side of things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's sometimes it's it's easier just to outsource that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the same time, uh, you get to. I don't know. It seems more personal when you're actually there mixing in and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, luckily we have Brian and Unoya who, uh, yeah. you know, he, he handles all that aspect of it. We, yeah. we play a part and like he'll send us stuff and we'll yeah. give him our tips and shit and he'll, he'll arrange it accordingly. But it's different when you hear it yourself yeah. and you can adjust it right there. Yeah. It's it's a nice feeling. Like, no, it's, it's, it's one of those feelings where it's like, I guess it gives you a little bit more, uh, like feeling like okay, I I really like made this made this I guess type of feeling. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with the personal aspect to it. So if you had to put like a, a, a an amount of time, like how much time do you think it took you to record um, and mix and master this whole thing? Okay, so to put an exact date on it, I got my new computer in April of this of this, of year? this year. Okay, okay. So that's when the actual production of the record started. So um, in April of this year, so I I, was, I got it at the end. My birthday's on the twenty eighth. So I I would say I started production on it in May. Okay. And it just dropped now. So I was working on it from May all the way up until <laughs> until about right now. Yeah. So like six months. Yeah, about six months. Okay. And I mean, all the songs were written except one, which was creation. Uh-huh. Um, that was uh, the result of me going back and forth on because um, I want to make one of them into um, a music video. Okay. So I was going back and forth on what to do, which song to pick so i just made creation that'll be the last last one i made for the record and i haven't even played it live yet like oh, um, okay. i still have to practice it more before <laughs> so that was the last song that you added to the project that was yes you were was, at eight yeah you were was, at eight songs and yeah. then you kind of added that one exactly okay so yeah. how and that song is it about 
that process like um creation no it's actually uh more of a, a piece about uh the environment and um like the place where we're at right now when it comes okay. to like climate change and like um the way we as people view like uh the way the earth is right now i'm not normally the type of person to like really like uh i'm not really like a big harper on that or something like that but i think it would make a good concept for a song to just like express my thoughts on that, you so me? let's <laughs> express your thoughts on that in in, in conversation. <laughs> so, do you think that uh, we're negatively? I mean, I think it's obvious that we're negatively impacting the yeah. Earth, right? Oh, very, very obvious. It's like it's it's apparent when it comes to the fact that global warming is real. Like, I remember being a kid. You remember, like, you know, we we're back in elementary school. We could literally see our breaths. When we go outside in elementary school, like when it'd be cold. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah but yeah, now that. that's like not even happening just because of the fact that, you know, how hot the world's getting. Yeah. Know? I mean, uh, I mean, whether you call it global warming, climate change, yeah. you know what I mean? One or the other. Uh, I do agree that there is a negative impact that we're having. I mean, people yeah. fucking up beaches and yeah. I mean, no doubt that dumping plastic and shit in the ocean is not fucking good for it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's just kind of. I don't know how we can curve it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what can we do? It's, you know? Yeah, it's getting to a point where it's like, I, I don't know either, you know? But um, I don't think there's really, like, when you get to, uh, I mean, obviously we fuck up too, yeah. but like other countries, like where you see the conditions of places like India or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, more uh, like third world countries and shit like that. I yeah. mean, us is like with cars and shit and yeah. industry and stuff. And then other countries is just like, just straight trash dumping and yeah. sewage runoff and stuff like that. Totally. I mean, uh, I don't know what we could do about it, really. I heard there's, like, people putting nets, you know, yeah. like, at the end of, like, sewage dumps or garbage yeah. dumps and shit. But, like, there's only so much that net's going to catch. Of course. It's going to break eventually. I personally feel like one of the biggest things we can do is, um, well, it's nothing that we can, like, that'll happen overnight. But I think the right. biggest thing that's uh, that can happen is, like, everyone switching to electric cars. But in order for that to happen, it's uh, necessary for them to make it more affordable. Right. So it's one of those things where we, we can't do it overnight because the economical impact that would have. Like, imagine if you woke up overnight and everyone was riding an electric car, right? Right. The the economy would just be, like, horrific. Like, it would just, like, plummet overnight because so much of our money comes from gas prices and selling gas and, like, things like that. So it's, it's a steady process. It's just... I hope that, you know, by the time it eventually does happen, it's not too late. You get me? Yeah. So. That is kind of crazy. Like, if everyone has an electric car, like, what would happen to gas stations across the country, across the world? They just wouldn't exist. Or, I mean, why people, they're, just, they're there. Yeah. You know, so what would they be converted to? Like, uh, you from, know what I mean? That'd be kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. I don't think that's, there's anything, I mean, that's so far ahead. Of course. In the future. And even... Even when it gets to a point where, let's say, the majority of people have electric cars, yeah, there's still going to be car enthusiasts that still want normal cars. Yeah, of course, for yeah. sure, people who enjoy stick shifts and shit like that. Yeah, and maybe they'll come up with a way to make a stick shift electric car. I could see that, um, but I don't know how much of it is in relation to it being an actual engine. Yeah. you know, like a piston engine. Yeah, of course. I imagine know. electric car has a completely different feel than the way like. Uh, 
you know, a big I've Trans never, Am. Like, has. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, driven a Tesla or anything like that. Have you? No, I, ha- I haven't. I've kind of been inside one before, but um, no, nah, I've never been inside. It just feels different, you know, like the way the car runs, you know, like obviously it's modernized, you know, like. Um, it's got touch screens in it yeah. and shit. <laughs> it's got a fucking PlayStation. It's, it looks like Exhibit got a hold of that shit, yeah. you know. He's like, yo, man, I'm going to put a fucking battery in this shit. It'll run the whole car, son. It's like, yo, Crazy Mike, what'd you do? Yeah, I put a fucking touch screen in it. It's the whole dashboard. Yeah. You just fucking, you know, there's a goldfish tank in the in the glove box. <laughs> no, nah, dude, them shits are crazy. Yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, the key would be making it more affordable. I think the Tesla 3s, they're, they're like around 35 stacks. 35,000. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, I mean, obviously that's not affordable for everyone, but I think that's like at a margin where... People can get a reasonable it, no. amount of people can get it. You yeah, know I mean, you know. I know people that have loans on Mercedes and shit. You know, those are eighty thousand, hundred thousand dollar cars. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if you could get a car that's like I said, thirty five, and yeah. uh, if you could afford a Mercedes, you could afford that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know that that would solve all our problems, uh, but it would definitely make an impact. I think. Yeah, of I. Course. I'm one of those people that's a car enthusiast, though. Gotcha. So I probably still stick around with my little rice mobile, <laughs> you know, my little Civic. <laughs> but that's just me. You know what I mean? Do you yeah. uh, do you whip it? What do you ride at? What do you, uh, what do you ride in, man? Right now, I recently had to get rid of my whip because, oh, no. like, yeah, the oil it died. Yeah, oh no, the car, the engine was like done for, man. Like the the coolant was mixing in with the um with the oil, and that's just how like, the fuck. Yeah, that's just signs of a blown head gasket. So ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I just had to like let it go but it's all good i've been saving up and what like, was it it was a chevy impala o2 oh man i had it uh since i was like 19 i'm 25 now so that's a long time six so, years i mean it, it served you well yeah it was it was a long time so but yeah it's all good i've been looking into like some small little hondas and like you know little things like that you know yeah sometimes you just gotta get a, a civic man you know what i'm saying <laughs> i vouch yeah. for the civic i had a corolla i don't fuck with it yeah or even uh an accord yeah, would be would be decent, man. Them shits last you forever. Yeah, of course. And they, they, you could fit a lot, dude. Like I fit my whole drum kit in my Civic. Man. Wow. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I have a, a thirteen four door. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But still, dude, I I have an exact method of how to put it in. Like I put my drums in my car the exact same way every time. It's wow. like Tetris. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this part goes here, this part goes here. The stands go out horizontally. And you make it work. Yeah, dude. Bass <laughs> drum goes in the back seat. Yeah. You know the struggle, man. You oh, gotta yeah. get to the shows. I mean, you as a guitar player, you bring your amp, you bring your guitar, you're good, man. But <laughs> no, I I, remember I have I had drummers before, and I would help them like uh, carry their stuff. Sometimes we'd have to put certain parts in one car, another part would have to go in a different car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm blessed, man. You know that I get it all to fit, but also I got I got bandmates that always help me unload and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, so that's mad convenient. Yeah, there are shows where it's it's so hectic. You you sometimes you got to do everything yourself. Yeah, you know, of course. Uh, my my probably my least favorite part about loading in specifically at Churchill's yeah <laughs> just if I could be very specific <laughs> for a second is uh when you got to go through the crowd holding your equipment oh dude. you're talking about like if you're playing the back the yeah, back yeah if yeah. you're playing if you're playing the the floor stage yeah or it, like you said if you're playing the back oh yeah I mean if you're playing the floor stage most likely the main stage is going on right now so yeah. everyone's fucking jumping there yeah. might be a pit and you got to figure out how to get your equipment all the way to that back corner without hurting are. anybody yeah, yeah. And without getting hurt yeah. some motherfucker fell into me yeah and i felt like i like i tore a ligament in my knee because oh, wow. i felt i felt that pain before i tore 
three lig- uh, I tore two ligaments and a meniscus in my right knee. Jesus. And this dude fell into my knee, and I saw my knee go this way, like towards yeah. me. Like, and it hurt, and I, I could, like, barely put weight on it, so I went and sat down and shit. Yeah. I was so mad. This dude just got shoved in a pit. I was holding a bass drum. Like, yeah. there was nowhere I could go. Yeah. I was holding it over my head, and I just fucking ate this fat motherfucker. Damn. Who fell, like, on his ass, but landed, like, into my knee, you know? Jesus. That was such a fucking bop. But That's rough, man. I don't think uh, anything happened. Um, Every once in a while, it'll be sore as fuck, though, yeah. so I don't know. I think there's something there. I can't afford an MRI, so, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just gonna live with it. I play basketball twice a week. Okay, you know it doesn't give me too much trouble. Got you. Do you uh do you have any crazy injuries? Did you ever break anything? Oh uh, yeah, man, I've broken a lot of things in my life. Really? So, yeah. What are you skateboarding some shit? <laughs> no, just things happened. Like <laughs> <laughs> fucking out here extreme BMXing and playing guitar at the same time. No wonder you broke something. No, um, okay. The worst thing that happened to me was like, I got hit by a car when I. Was like, Jesus fucking yeah, Christ! I was walking, um, and I got hit by a car, and I have a metal rod going through my leg. Holy shit! Yeah. At the, like now, they like now for, in for the rest of my life. Yeah. What leg? What leg? Uh, uh they can't see, but this is yeah, yeah. Left. left. Left leg. Yeah. Dude. So this one. <laughs> so it fucking you got hit by a car. Yeah. When I was Where like, were you I was going to the library. I was in high school. Uh huh. <laughs> and I was walking to the library. And um, yeah, I guess it was nighttime or it was raining. I don't remember the events exactly, but like, yeah, that says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It was raining, and next thing I know, I woke up in a hospital, and yeah. That does, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and what they say, your leg was shattered. Oh, uh, kind of, sorta. It was, uh, it was broken up, and they put a rod in there, and I had to go through physical therapy for a good couple months. Um, I tore my ACL, and I had an option to go for another surgery to repair my ACL. But the way my leg healed, it healed really tight. And I'm not an athletic person. If I was a really athletic person, I probably went would have went for another surgery to uh, repair the ACL. Uh-huh. But um, yeah. Um, so you have a torn ACL in your knee right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But I don't feel it, and it doesn't like it. Like it healed like really tight, like to the where it doesn't give me any problems, and like you know, wow. it healed so really was nice. it a minor tear or like did it? Completely... No, no, there's no ACL there. Fuck <laughs> hell. <laughs> So yeah. your knees being held together by this rod? Yeah, by the rod and just what, sheer, how far does like, the rod go up? It goes up to into your thigh. Yeah, I think it goes from like here, like uh, all the way up into like yeah here. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow, that's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, so do you have to like tell that to people at airports? And no, shit? because with the material they used, it doesn't go off and um and like uh, metal detectors. And what about uh, like if you have to get an MRI? Um, Can you get MRIs different. anymore? Um, I haven't gotten been like you know of, like of course, yeah of since course. then. But um, did they I'm, say? As far as I know, I'm sure I still can. Like I would I explain to them like, hey, I have like some metal in my leg. Yeah, I mean, cause that'll. Can you imagine? Yeah, if that just rips out of your leg. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, it's a giant magnet. That's yeah. what an MRI is. Oh God! So people, you know, they'll t- they'll forget to tell people they have an earring on or whatever, and it'll just yank it off. Oh shit! Yeah, it's fucked. So yeah. I'm, I always wondered that, but uh, I that's the same thing I tore. I tore my ACL, yeah. my MCL, and a meniscus all in my wow. right knee, dude. Longboarding. That's wow. why I asked you if that's what you did, because that's yeah. how I fucked my shit up. And yeah, I need a surgery, physical therapy, the whole, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I think I have some aluminum screws in my knee or some shit like oh, that. Oh, wow. But um, I think I got my, uh, they made my ACL out of my hamstrings. Interesting. Yeah, so every once in a while, 
like my hamstring will cramp up. Yeah. I thought I honestly th- they told me that the hamstrings would heal back to 100%, but yeah. I I always catch cramps more likely in my right hamstrings gotcha. since then. And I kind of feel like because they gave me an option. They're like, we can make it out of um, your hamstring. Yeah. And the surgery is less invasive. It'll leave less scars. Yeah. Or we can uh, get an ACL for, or use a tendon yeah. from a cadaver. Okay. Which is a dead body. Yeah. And a uh, donor. And make it out of that. And uh, it's a little more invasive, but, I mean, it'll be strong as shit. Yeah. Uh, we rec- we usually do that for, like, professional athletes because it gets them out there faster and shit. Yeah. And they don't, they don't lose power in their hamstrings. But yeah. you're not a professional athlete, so don't worry about that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I'll take the less scarring, whatever. And yeah. I regret that. Yeah. I should have taken the fucking tendon for the cadaver because <laughs> my hamstrings would still be 100%. And I probably would have recovered a little bit faster. And I feel like my ACL would probably be stronger. Gotcha. But, you know, it is what it is. Insurance yeah. covered it. Oh, well, that's good. Thank, thank you, Florida Kid Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I, that thing, that, I, I was 17, dude. Wow. If that injury happened to me a year later, I would have been, like, fucked. Wow. Because I wasn't covered at, at that age and whatnot. Yeah. But thank God I was 17. It covered physical therapy, covered surgery, That's covered awesome, all that man. shit. How old were you when you got fucked? You uh, said you were in high like school. 18. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Did, did you sue the person who hit you? Like, um, you didn't get that guap? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, At, mine was my fault, but. Yeah. Around that time, um, yeah, I was like 18. I, I got I got some bucks from it. The money's gone now. The, the but bag yeah. has been acquired. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone yeah, now, but I was a happy like teenager. That's <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't fuck that, man. I'm I gained some weight from it, actually, too. Like, yeah, because you're yeah, kind of out of it, out yeah. of commission for a while. You know? Yeah. Did uh, how was for me the worst was the the first couple days after surgery. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how invasive the the rod surgery is, but yeah, the the knee ligament surgery and like it was very extensive and shit. And, yeah. Dude, it felt like I my my whole right leg was just a steel, wow, a steel like plank, wow. You know, like I you know couldn't lift it. I had yeah. to like uh, like if I wanted to move my leg, I had to grab it by yeah. the brace and like lift it up. <laughs> Dude, it was it was crazy at that at that mo- uh, point. Uh, the Last of Us had yeah. just come out, wow. So I gave my mom my last sixty dollars to go buy me The Last of Us, and that's all I did in that summer. Yeah, it was at the end. It was at it was in June, mm-hmm. so I had June, July, August to get prepared to be able to walk around school and stuff. Yeah. But uh yeah, by still by the first day I was still on a crutch. Wow. So on one crutch. So I was I was managing, but wow. yeah, it was uh it was hard to put weight on it. It yeah. was it was crazy, man. I, the fact that I play you know, I'm still active. Yeah. Um, and 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 I can play drums like uh I have a, a a drum cover on Facebook of the Strokes, uh New York City Cops that I did with my left leg Interesting. my right leg was a dud. It was before I had the surgery, but yeah. it was still, you know, I had fucking two ligaments and a meniscus just all fucking flopping around in there, so yeah. I had a brace on it at all times. And so I I I didn't want to stop playing the drums cuz I don't want to get rusty. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like I said I was 17 at the time and I had that summer. I was just at home all day. Yeah. I didn't want to, um, and I had, I, I couldn't go anywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? So I didn't want to just rust up. So I learned how to play with my left leg. And I think that improved my playing as a drummer a lot. It strengthened my left leg. It allowed my left leg to catch up and to my right leg. Yeah. You know, cause I had so much time missed and you know, when you're a righty or a lefty, your mm-hmm. right or left is going to be stronger Yeah, just by default. So not being able to use it, 
allowed me to add some more dynamics to my left foot. It yeah. kind of benefited me in that regard. That's probably awesome. the only regard. <laughs> it was shitty in all other aspects, but it made my left base foot a little bit better. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Do you have a, a, a favorite song or uh, off, off the EP that you just dropped? That you would li- like, if you could tell someone to listen to one track off of your album slash EP, like, what would you, what would, what song? I find myself listening to Broken Memories the most off of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It's like track number eight on the on the record and it's um it's pretty good i I like it i like the like the feel of it i like the way um like the dynamics of it just something about that track i find myself listening to it uh more often than the other tracks do you think it's a weird when when people listen to their own shit like all the time oh no by no means i do that a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 only though i go through a phase like it's only when i first first like release it it. Yeah, yeah and then i'll listen to it like all the time and then, like, you know, I go through a phase for a couple of months and then I'll just stop listening to it for a while because it's like it's my own thing. I play it live and, you know. <laughs> yeah, eventually you just like, oh. Yeah, and then, you know, and then I'll, I'll occasionally go back and listen to and it. And I mean, when you work on something in the studio, you know, like I remember we did the first music video we did was for Live by the Fire. Interesting. And, uh, God, I hated that song by the end of that music video, dude. And so did our our our, our light guy, multimedia manager Malik. He fucking he's by the end of editing the shit. He's he was like, done. I hate this song now. He was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to play it live. I don't want to hear it. I I'm done with this fucking song. Wow. Like, and so are we, dude. Because like you play it so many times. Yeah, to the point where it just becomes like yeah redundant. Yeah. You know. Um. I you know. You said you wanted to do a music video. Yes, and exactly. Did, you know that the last song, creation, right? Um, I I wa- originally I was like gonna choose creation for the music video. That's why I made it. But mm-hmm. now I changed it to unique for the music video. So the the, the whole point of the song creation was to yeah. have a song for a music video. For a music video. And so did you um. Did you kind of try and make it more palatable for a general audience? Is that kind of what you did? I kind of just went for something that was like weird and different than like other things that I had on the record. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted something that would stand out and be a good song and be like really a good single. A good single, yeah. So, so that's how creation came about. And um, after listening to the whole record, I ended up just going with unique. <laughs> Why'd you end up uh, changing it last minute? Um, it was like a type of thing where I was just going like back and forth in my head. Like one day I would be like, "Hey, I want this song," and the next day I would be like, <laughs> "You know what? I want this song." And yeah. then you know, and then like finally I was just like, "Hey, I need something that's like you know in your face, right there, fast." You know, like kind of like not too long like you know like someone can listen to it and be like okay cool i want to go back and listen to the entire project you yeah, know? yeah and um yeah i was just like okay unique <laughs> that's dope man it, it's hard making that decision it's, that's kind of difficult yeah yeah that's why we ended up choosing live by the fire it was the simplest song it exactly kind of the song that you know it was easy to 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 listen to yeah you know not it's not crazy long it's exactly. not super complicated Exactly. Because I'm not like saying that it's necessarily the best song on the record. Right. I'm just saying like it's the most where I would think I see the music video behind it, I guess. So it, it's a difficult decision, man. <laughs> what What are some of the biggest uh, inspirations that went into this project? I mean, who are some of the artists you listen to that, that you maybe 
you know, take some, not ideas from, you know what I mean? But like, are just inspired by. Well, so my idea for this project was, um, I looked at my last record and, um, I knew from the very beginning, like I wanted this record to have like influences that weren't on this record on my last record. Right. So, um, I felt like my last one, um, sorrow is sanity was like, um, it had, it had, it was diverse in the sense that it had heavy songs and it had ballads. Right. Mm -hmm. So I wanted some, I wanted songs that could take, like uh influences that could be rock that could be like you listen to it and you're like okay this is a rock song but like also when you listen to it you hear from other genres so i feel like this record um did a way was made in a way it shows like more musical styles within the genre so it's like a rock record but you can hear elements of funk in there it's a rock record but you can hear elements of psychedelia in there it's a rock record but you can hear jazz elements in there in certain songs like so that was my like you know the the writing process of it like that was was um what i had in my head i wanted a record that could like reflect different styles but still you know it's very obviously it's a rock record (laughs) yeah 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 that's fucking cool yeah so i mean all these different genres are, I mean, they're very diverse. You go from jazz to psychedelic rock yeah. to, to, I mean, even maybe some heavier stuff in exactly. there. Exactly. So what was it challenging to make a, a mishmash or like, or to, to incorporate fucking shit, <laughs> to incorporate <laughs> those uh, different elements into rock? Well, it's like, um, from the, I think from the very beginning, like since I started writing, like, um, my new songs after, after the last one, I just kind of had that in my head already. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to experiment. I'm just going to, you know, like, uh, make the songs as different as possible. I think the good thing about having a record where every song kind of is a little bit different, it's because it makes the songs that are different. It makes each individual song sound out, a l- stand out a little bit more. Yeah, that's that's what I feel. You I know, feel like you, yeah. it makes like so. Like I feel like you know, I have like certain songs where, in the context of like a like let's say a punk record, it would just be like okay, like it's you know a nice track. But in the context of a record where it's like every song is different, it's yeah. like it sounds out more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, like when you're, I mean. So would you even put yourself in a box as far as genre? I try not to. Like, I try to um, experiment as much as possible, especially being a solo project. You know, it's like right. it's like if I wanted to, like, you know, incorporate uh, electronic influences with my next project, like, there's no real pressure to just... <laughs> Have you ever thought about uh, toying around in FL Studio and, and producing, like, maybe, like, beats or stuff like that? It would, I, I've been thinking about it, you or know, on the sampling side. sampling your guitar work yeah, in a w- different way? Of course. I've been thinking about it a lot, you know, like, um, if you, it's, I mean, there's money in that, really, like, you know if you make beats on the side you can record you know like rappers or like you know different musicians and stuff like that or even like pop acts that might want hip-hop production behind their stuff right no that's very popular nowadays exactly i mean (laughs) literally you just get a pop artist throw a trap beat and and they're pretty it's it's a single yeah you know what i mean yeah uh i mean it's definitely um you know not necessarily a direction you'd have to go to for your next project, but yeah, maybe just like a side hustle. Yeah, you know what of course. I'm saying? You know, I have a lot of friends that produce stuff. A yeah. lot of them go with FL Studio. Yeah, it seems to be like the program of choice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as for for us, we we usually go with Ableton. I know you Ableton. said that's your preferred program, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever works. You know what I mean? Of course. You know, at the end of the day, it's whatever is um, easiest for you. You know, as the as the production. Yeah, I was actually looking into buying FL Studio. Yeah, I think it's like two hundred bucks or some shit. Yeah, like that, right? if you, um, I wouldn't recommend. Don't go with the uh, with the with the first version. I would go for the producer edition. 
that way you get a good amount of plugins um get a good amount of stuff for like yeah it was around like 200 bucks you end yeah. up having to buy those plugins later if you don't get them at first right yeah, if you really just, want a good yeah mix. so just don't go for the the first version just go for producer edition in my opinion right, you know? right, right. and also i know like you're a drummer so i know you're going to want to record audio so the first version of fl doesn't offer the um the audio recording wow so yeah so you want to just go with producer edition definitely that sounds like the way to go if i end up uh, doing that yeah i was thinking um uh, with with uh, what I was wanting to do was yeah more going to that beat yeah. making route into produ- okay. production in that regard. Gotcha. Uh, a lot of the artists that I listen to now, I li- I listen for for production a lot more than I listen to uh, lyrics and stuff when it comes to hip hop and and, yeah. and contemporary R and B and shit yeah. like that now. Yeah. Uh, lyrics are a big part of why I love music. And yeah. I have always expressed that on this podcast. Yeah. Um. And they're the reason that I like some of the, or all of the bands that I like. I like them mainly because of their lyrics. But when yeah. I get into that genre, yeah. the production matters. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's almost, it's either as much or a little bit more than the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I I feel like um, for a while, like when it came to hip hop, um, I think a lot of producers didn't get the credit they deserved. Yeah, yeah. Like early on. But like, I feel like in nowadays, like when you listen to hip hop, it's like you can really like tell like that the producers, like they'll do like name drops and like in the yeah. beat and all that stuff. So a lot more attention, especially like with DJs now, like which are also slash producers a lot of the time. Basically, yeah. Yeah, you know, like they're getting a lot of credit. Like some of these DJs, like Marshmallow, and like you know, they're just as big as like you know the person singing on, yeah. their, on their stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, to be honest, totally. I mean, you had some pioneers like Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, where um, I believe Eric B uh, was the uh, DJ. Yeah, I believe. Uh, honestly, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too well versed. But like the fact that you know what I'm saying, like people knew who both of them were, and one of them was the DJ. You yeah. know what I mean? So they were kind of the pioneers in that regard. But I feel like the producers kind of have taken like that, like they took that attention, like yeah. they started putting in the, their their name drops and shit. Yeah, and like you know they they kind of made the spotlight for themselves. And I think it's big ups, man. Like whoever. Of came up with name dropping in your beats and Smart. shit. It's fucking genius, man. <laughs> because they hear that drop and they're like, ooh, this beat's dope. Now yeah. I'm gonna hit them up or whatever. Like yeah. I'm noticing the same name drops and different artists, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like someone who made a beat for Drake will also make a beat for Post Malone yeah. or, or whatever. So uh it's crazy, man, the, how much money really there is in that production yeah. side. Of course. Uh and it's not that it's easy to blow up because it's not easy to do what they do. Yeah. And there's so many people that make beats that, you know, aren't anywhere. You know what I mean? So it's not easy. Of course. But at the same time, when you consider the amount of uh, just our like man labor and shit that goes into recording a metal album yeah. or a rock album, if you're miking up an acoustic drum set and, yeah. and doing all that with the guitars and yeah. shit versus writing a beat out, you know, yeah, it'll take you a couple hours to you know think of it and, yeah. and and type it out yeah but it's it's just gonna take you hours to mic up a drum set and yeah. make sure all the levels are of right course. you yeah. know what i mean by the time you mic up a kit and get all the levels correct and you're ready to record you could have already done a whole beat in fl studio yeah you know so not to take away from them but it does take a little bit less effort yeah as far as just what the fuck you're actually doing yeah you know I feel like it's 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 all it's music is such like a thing where it's like it's it's all music. You get me like production is music. 
um, playing an instrument is music, right. you know, like mixing and mastering. It's all music, but I feel like music has so many different sides to it. You get me? Like you can be skilled at one area writing, but you're not necessarily skilled at other areas. You get me? Yeah. You can, um, you can be like, let's say like somebody who's a hip hop producer might not be good at like making a rock record. Somebody who makes 100%. a rock record might not be good at making a hip hop record or a pop record. Correct. There's yeah. certain producers like take Rick Rubin, for example, who's just good at everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just knows what it, what it takes to make a hit and yeah. what a good record sounds like. It's kind of crazy that those kind of people exist because there's so many people that they're great producers, but they're great producers in their genre, in exactly. their respective genre. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a, that whole realization that, you know, production is music, yeah. sampling is music, Yeah. you know, putting together a beat uh, or mixing and mastering that all that is music. Yeah. Like, I actually came to that realization maybe maybe two two years ago, year and year and change ago. Yeah. So it's a recent realization that I have that gave me a, a bigger appreciation for artists yeah. like Kanye West, like uh, Pharrell, yeah. like Tyler, the creator, to a whole nother level yeah. where they produce, write, record most of all their shit. Yeah. And that's crazy. And I understand people want to take away credit because let's say they samples, yeah. they use samples and shit, but... Um, I could give someone the same tools that they have and they would never no. be able to come up with a sample like Kanye yeah. or Pharrell, you yeah. know, or just even a beat. Mm -hmm. It's 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 in the way that they use the sampling because I feel like sampling in hip hop has gone like it's improved so much and so drastically to the point like where you listen to a hip hop song and the samples will be weaving in and out to the point where it sounds like. It, it it's a type of sound where it can't even you can't even like an instrument can't even produce that to the right. point. Yeah, it's like its own thing. Like you have like the samples like weaving in and out and going backwards and forwards and reversing and speeding up to the point where it sounds so unique to the point where it's like, what am I you know, it's it's its own thing. Yeah. So there's so many songs where I'll look up at the writing credit and it'll be like some, you know, it'll give writing credit to some random, to, to you know, the original writer. Yeah. And I, w I never even could tell that the yeah. song had a sample in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because it sounds so drastically different. Yeah. I mean, people are getting sued nowadays for having the same melody. I, I've been noticing that and I think it's retarded because like one, you can't own a musical scale. You can't. Right. Point blank. You know, like any, any melody that you think of vocally or that you think up on an instrument has been done before. No matter how you look at it, any like pop music has been around for a very long time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like people have been singing, writing songs like since the dawn of time. Any melody that you come up with in your head, it's based on a scale, and like nine times out of ten, that particular melody has been done before. But I think what makes a song unique and how we're able to tell songs apart is because the way you use the, those scales are, is unique. Like, the way you sing it, the way you deliver it, the way you mix it with different chord progressions is unique. So I think it's retarded how you have, like, Katy Perry, for example. She got sued, like, for, like, a random melody that sounded very similar to another artist's melody. And, yeah, that's a couple million dollars gone. I mean, it's an easy way to make a buck off yeah. of somebody, you know, so it's kind of fucked up. And I, I, I guess it goes back to how you feel about intellectual property. Yeah. And if, like, you can own your thoughts yeah. in a weird way, like, uh, like ideas or property. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that you can sue somebody for having the same melody as you and, and making money, it's, even though the song is completely different. 
It's crazy. Like in, in every other aspect, you know. Yeah. I mean, I can understand like s- some songs are blatant. Oh yeah, of course. Blatant riffs. Of course, yeah. Yeah, like there are certain examples that are pretty egregious. Yeah. Especially recently, you know. Oh like, yeah. I think people get mad at like some newer artists mm-hmm. because they feel like they had an easier path yeah. than them, and so they see that easy opportunity. Or I could probably sue them and win. You know yeah. what I mean? Not I'm, I'm I'm not not that I'm right. Yeah. But I know that if I took this to court, I'd probably have a case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Type, yeah, I see that. They know they could win. Of or course. They talk, they, of course. They don't, people don't make public moves like that. Yeah. Not being for sure that they at least have basis for a case or at least not discussing it with a team of lawyers or something yeah. first, you know? In my opinion, I feel like the biggest problem with it is the fact that the, none of the jurors are musicians. I feel like a musician can listen to, you know, the melody, right, of a song and you know, be able to tell like it's completely different. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of melodies that are very similar. You know, there's a lot of chord progressions that are very similar. But just changing one chord makes it a completely different chord progression. You know, just like playing something a little bit slower changes the complete melody because like the note that you change is going to change the way the next note kind of sounds because you're playing it a little bit earlier, a little bit you know faster. You know, so I feel like in cases like that, I feel like they need to have trained musicians, if not in the juror or at least as a reference, you know, a whole team of musicians that have been in the craft, you know, like assert like what's what and explain to these people that you can't own a scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. I mean, like you said, when I when I picked up guitar, yeah, um, I, I was, um, you know, learning little acoustic songs here and there, and I was surprised how many songs use the same notes. Yeah. Like, how many songs are, like, C, E minor, G, exactly. F yeah. minor, or yeah. whatever, like, some variation of that. Yeah. Or even sometimes the first three chords will be the same, and just the fourth chord will be different. Yeah. So, it, it, it really surprised me, and um, I'm surprised more people don't get fucking sued for this yeah. shit, to be honest. How easy people are making money off of it. Yeah. I guess not everyone's a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, I would never, uh, or I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I, you know what? I can't, if I saw millions of dollars in front of me, I can't say I wouldn't take that. <laughs> if I knew I could win, dude, I mean, shit. Katy Perry, you don't need all that money. <laughs> you know, like, and so in a, in a shitty way, I can, I, I, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. Totally. It sucks, though. No, it, it does. It makes it you know? scary to want to write a song. Cause it's like, damn, bro. Like, yeah. If I make it big and maybe I, I heard something one time and it hits you that day that, oh, yeah. that would sound good. And yeah. then you, you, hit with, you get hit with that fat ass bill. That's crazy, man. I feel like throughout time, especially in music, like artists are inspired by the music that came before them, regardless of yeah. anything. You know, like nobody like especially nowadays, you know. Uh, becomes an artist and they're not inspired by something else. It just happens. You know? 100%. You know, like, just like, you know, all the 70s uh, psychedelic bands were inspired by the blues. Yeah. All the bands uh, that came after the 70s were inspired by the whole psychedelic movement, like Led Zeppelin, Back Sabbath, you know, all those bands. It just, it just like, you build in blocks and building blocks, you know, and that's the way humanity is. You know, you say the same thing with uh, when you make something. You know, originally computers were an entire room. Now a computer is in a laptop. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, even down to a cell phone. Down dude. to a cell phone. Your 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 uh, your cell phone has more power than that entire room had. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> real, dude. I, every when I think about uh, PlayStation Two, man, their memory cards. Yeah, oh, eight, I remember that. Yeah. Eight megabytes. Eight, yeah, it's crazy. that's all you get. Yeah, and like. 
it would last me years. Yeah. And I wouldn't fill it up. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some games, man, that they would take up like four megabytes and I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, damn, bro, I need multiple fucking memory cards now. Yeah. They had that slot in the top of the game uh, cases that you could put the memory card in to yeah. bring over. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is like now... You can't even, like, bring a new game over to a friend's house, dude, because, like, you got to install it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have to download it, and then, yeah. Yeah, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's true. I remember the good old days, like, yo, man, I got fucking a new fighting game. It's like, oh, well, bring it over, dude. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. Let's play this shit. Isn't GameStop dying now because people aren't buying physical copies, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. their stock is going down. Their profit margins are going wow. down. But uh, they also, they, they went in the wrong direction, I think. I, yeah. Because... They started selling like shirts and yeah. knickknacks and you know uh, uh, um, those uh, Funko Pop figures and Funko stuff like Pop. that. Interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I kind of feel like they went in the wrong direction. I think they, which is the, I think the direction that they're going in now is like a more retro direction because those are really the only people that still buy physical games. People that are into retro shit. There's yeah. you know still people that boot up their GameCube or their PlayStation Two or their SNES. Yeah. People that have an Xbox One or, or a PC, especially a PC, my laptop doesn't even have a fucking CD port. Wow. But it it's strong enough to run Red Dead Redemption 2 and GTA 5 and all the shit. You just get it off Steam. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, you get it off uh, Blizzard. Yeah. Whatever you, you, you know, whatever game you play, you it's all online now. Wow. There's no need for discs. Yeah. So... New new generation people aren't buying shit in stores. Mm-hmm. You might get them to buy a new game. Yeah, you know, possibly. You know, uh, maybe if it comes with something like a download code or some yeah. shit like that, some free DLC. Yeah. But really, I mean, when's the last time you bought a fucking game? Uh, do you do you play video games? Are you a video I, game? I enthusiast? haven't played video games in uh, many years, but oh, I want to get back into it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why 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 uh why so many years off, man? Uh, I had an Xbox, but it caught the red ring of death, and that was just. Yeah, I never bounced back after Take that. Take me back to 2007, kid. dude. Yeah, but um, I want to get back into it now. You know, um, I feel like um, on my days off, um, it'll be cool to have like a PS, a PS4. Where a PS5 is about to come out now, right? Which is crazy. Yeah, may- like... maybe wait for it to drop. That way, the PS4 will go down, <laughs> and then all smart. the game prices will go That's down. Smart, yeah. And then you'll be good to go <laughs> because uh, the PS4 is already not that much money. Yeah. So once the PS5 comes out, it's going to be crazy. Like the Apple Watch, um, it's about to drop to like 130 or some wow. shit. Like the Series 3 when it used to be four wow. or $500. So, I mean, you look at TVs, dude, a flat screen TV. Yeah. In like 2005, I was like, whoa, dude, this a lot dude of money. has a flat screen. Bro. Yeah. Now you go to Walmart, get a flat screen, like a little 32 inch for like 150, 200 bucks. Yeah, because everybody has flat screen TVs. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the thing with technology plus free market, yeah. you get better products at lesser prices because yeah. there's always going to be innovation and there's always going to be competition. Of course. You know what I mean? Like. Sony drops a TV that's 32 inches for 150 bucks. Well, Samsung yeah. dropped one that's 140. Wow. It's like, oh, you're going to go with that one. Yeah, you know, Just because you're spending less money. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Same thing with studio equipment, dude. That yeah. shit's expensive as fuck, but oh, there's yeah. still some musicians who record analog. Yeah. Like Tool. Yeah. Wow. Tool recorded their whole album analog, Interesting. Bro. Interesting. The new, the new album that just came out? Analog. It was straight analog. It yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. 
Uh, I, I can't fucking imagine recording couldn't that imagine. shit. You know, I heard, uh, like I said, it's a rumor. I've said it on the show before. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's confirmed, and I probably should fucking confirm it, but someone someone do that for me, please. Uh, <laughs> I, I, until someone corrects me, and I'm just going to keep saying it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that they had the album done before, you know, this year. Yeah. And they listened back to it, and that there was a a certain like a white noise in the background like a tss, yeah you know in the background yeah of the whole thing yeah and they didn't realize it until they were done wow and it's analog yeah so they just had to go and scrap it and do it all over again wow the entire album yeah wow that's what i heard wow now i'm not sure wow but can you imagine doing that shit oh my Being god tool their so, their album's like an hour and a half long or some shit yeah and just like having to scrap all that and just like and start, start from the beginning over. yeah Oh man! <laughs> it was like a moment of silence. They were yeah, like, "Yeah, dude, if I had to do that, I would not be able to handle that shit." Yeah, dude. that's just like that's heartbreaking. I mean, they got it done, and like I said, I can't confirm that that's legit. But in our in my heart, I want to believe it. Yeah, you know, because that's a, that's kind of badass. Yeah, the fact that they uh they they've been around for a long time. They they have money. They can yeah. record however they want. But I mean, that's something that's so. Like true, yeah, to the old school way of doing things, and like, yeah, I guess it gets them the, the sound that they want, mm-hmm. which you know, when you're loaded, you can be picky about shit like that. Yeah, of course, you know, when you have the cash and the resources, you yeah, can, yeah. And I think that uh, Mike DeMarco, too, this dude up here, he also records all analog, but he, wow. you know, it's more indie stuff, so it's yeah. easier to record, mm-hmm. you know, a little short two three minute songs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like two three minute songs, what what what's the longest song on the project? The longest song would be, I think, Free Man, which goes on for six minutes. Six minutes. That's not six. bad. That's pretty that's, average. Th- yeah, that's not bad. It's like yeah. it's still listenable. Like some yeah. people come come back and tell us our songs are way too fucking long. You know, <laughs> we got some songs at eight minutes. Like, <laughs> one song that's like twelve minutes. Man, I get it. You know, seven minutes here, six <laughs> minutes there. Like our average song length is probably like six minutes. Six minutes. You know okay. What I mean? But um, uh, yeah, it's more it's more digestible to have shorter songs nowadays. The attention span of people is getting shorter and shorter, dude. It's very small. Rap songs now are, are a minute and a half, two minutes. It's a yeah. hook, verse, hook, songs yeah. done. Yeah, there's whole projects that are fifteen, twenty minutes long, dude. Wow, the and, entire project. Yeah, the entire project. Wow. Uh, and, and I'm not even gonna front. Some artists that I like, yeah, are dropping projects that are that length. And yeah, it doesn't take away from it. Yeah. Um, I think they're great projects. But at the same time, you know, uh, I would wish that they'd been a bit longer just because I like the content so much yeah. that you it'd want. be cool to have some more of it. Of course. You know, but um, the attention span of people is growing shorter and shorter, specifically with music. And I see that in just the way that songs are made now, yeah. specifically in, in, in rap and stuff. Yeah. Rock and metal. We still have decently length, lengthy <laughs> songs. You know, I haven't heard any minute and a half, two minute metal songs <laughs> recently. <laughs> But um, in that genre and in pop and stuff, yeah, the songs are getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. So are the albums. But I think we live in a very uh, right now society. Like everything's like right. immediate, yeah. you know, immediate like, gratification. Exactly. People don't want to wait for shit. Nah. Amazon Prime two day, next day shipping. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? So like I think when it comes to people's music, they want it right now. You know, like they want to they want to you have to grab somebody in the first minute. 
if, yeah, if, right. you, if you don't grab them in the first minute, then they're probably going to skip. And then I think a loss also like when like the way like in the pop music sphere, like when they write music, they, they have the streaming in mind, the fact that everyone streams music now. So like let's say you have Spotify Unlimited. You have Unlimited Spotify, meaning you can skip as many tracks as you want. Right. The Somebody who has Spotify, the Unlimited stuff, he's pro- they're probably listening to a playlist that Spotify, you know, made or whatever. Um, and then from there, you know, let's say they have like a lot of different artists in that playlist. Your song has to be the one to grab that person in the first minute or two or else your song is going to get skipped. And that means no money for the you or the record label. <laughs> mm, okay, so I think okay. I think like the way it's working, it's like they want to grab somebody like for a lot of like rap songs are starting with the with the chorus. You know, right. like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They want to start with the chorus. That way they don't get skipped in the playlist. <laughs> right. That's smart. Yeah, they yeah. start with the hook. Yeah, yeah they, they start, start with, with the hook, hook, grab the person so that they listen to, like, I think Spotify has, um, like, uh, a certain way they do it, like, where a person has to listen to a certain amount of the song in order for the... It's account as a listener. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, like, somebody can just, like, click on your thing, but if they don't do a certain amount of time, it you're not going to get paid. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, true. I didn't think that... That was a result of that, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that people would start curving the music to get positive Spotify results because exactly. that's where the money is. That's where the money is, and that's, that's where true. It's not in record sales anymore. It's in streams. Yeah, it's and in streams. merchandise. Exactly. So people are doing collabs with brands and shit. Yeah, and people are making shorter songs to get more plays. That's exactly. fucking smart. You're right. And um, for the artist, it's still like touring. Yeah, because like you know, from the very if beginning, if they get paid for the shows, we yeah. fucking do shows all the time. Don't get shit. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to find pay, paying. You gigs do it out solo, here. dude. What are you gonna do with the out with the with the album now? I mean, do you have a touring band? Are you gonna breaking Benjamin it? You just hire a bunch of people, dude. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I've been playing a lot of gigs on um, acoustic. I mean, all these songs I've been playing them acoustic so far. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to people like um to see like you know if they would uh, play with me live. Um, um, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it too soon. Okay, <laughs> okay, like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say. That. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. You know, but like I've been like you know like working things out <laughs> behind the, the scenes out there. Exactly. You know, seeing how it's gonna get done. Seeing yeah. what, what's possible. Certain like agreements and things like that. Sure, and, sure. Yeah, you know. So I feel I'm you. Pre- man, I'm it's excited. a difficult process. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a process worth doing, man. I'm of sure. Course. I'm sure it'll get done. Thanks, um, man. I mean. We're almost at the 50-minute mark. I, I did want you to do a song, dude. Do you think cool, we could yeah, get... Let's what, do it. what song do you want to do for the people out um, here? I'll do The Pain of Loss Cannot Be Soothed. Okay. Oh, that's that's one of the songs that I that I heard off the yeah. project. The Pain of Loss Cannot... Yeah, I fucked with that. Awesome. So let's adjust the mics and get some... Uh, would you want... Can cool. I put a mic on the guitar, yeah, too? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, Shanton. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. Mic check one two. Cool. We'll just take this off for yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. The song's called "The Pain of Loss Cannot Be Soothed." Hey. Okay. 
stay through the rain and past mistakes Stay through the suffering and selfish ways Cause love helps me to change Yeah, we're not okay We only smile to deny our faith Yeah, the world isn't right today Come on and die with me Yeah, we're not okay We only smile to deny our faith Yeah, the world isn't right today Come on and die with me Shanton, thank you so much, man. Where can these people find your shit? Plug it, plug the album, plug yourself on social media, and we're gonna have you play another song if you could to awesome. play us out. Cool, yeah, awesome, no bro. So plug all that shit. Awesome. So yeah, you can find me on uh, SoundCloud, Deshanton Music. Um, you can uh, find me on uh, Bandcamp, um, Deshanton. Instagram support 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 Deshanton Music, and yeah, thank you guys so much. I'll play Fuck. one last one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> If you want to find us, you know where it is. The Throne Podcast on Instagram with underscores. If you want to follow me, my name is JC Rivas. JC Rivas underscore. And make sure you follow my band. You know you're the band. You know you're the band dot com. All that shit. Shout out to XL Drumsticks for sponsoring me uh, and giving me my own signature stick. I fuck with that. It's dope. <laughs> Come see it. I'll throw it at your face after a show. Make sure you catch it. If you don't, you can't sue me. I, I got waivers on deck. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, um, big sh- I, I'm, I'm digressing. Uh, big shout out to DeShanton. Thank you so much for coming out, man. Play us out. What song are you going to play for the people uh, to, this to last end one's it out? It's called Unique. Hope you guys like it. Fuck yes.
Can you live a life without dreams? And how can you give your body to the obscene? Your beauty is something that all can see. But not because you're naked, but because you're unique. You're gorgeous, my darling. Don't ever deny it. You're more than your body. Uniquely one of a kind. You're gorgeous, my darling. Don't ever deny it. You're more than your body. Uniquely one of a kind. for having me thank hey, you man. the throne thank you bro <laughs> that, that, that's that firework <laughs> chance ladies and gentlemen thank you thank you guys <laughs> you're the man dude, bro that was fire dude thank you heat. man <laughs> i appreciate that bro thank really you for having me man. Man. i've heard that song uh with Kate a couple times yeah <laughs> that's fire, that's fire. thank you man thank you